This is The Water Table. A chance to hear the agricultural side of these issues. A place for people to go find information and education. Water management is just going to become even more critical into the future. How misunderstood what we do is. I would encourage people to open their minds and listen to this dialogue. Joining us today on the Water Table podcast is Mark Pletz with Waypoint Capital Advisors. Mark, thanks for joining us. Again, if done properly, these trusts could affect generations to come. So they have to be, really be thought through beyond just the math, and you're going to have to say you're going to save some taxes. Sure, sure. What do you think is you know? I would guess that the idea, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but the idea of a trust um, in itself is pretty easy for people to understand and, and think, yep, or, or understand, yep, I, I probably need to do that. But it's more uh, around the, the um, shall we say, I don't know if it's the right way to say, it, but the loss of control um, that is the challenge to actually execute on it. And if that, if I'm right on that, um, how do you walk people through that? Yeah. You want to have as many outs as possible that that loss of control, um, mechanism, um, basically the way to think about this is the more loss of control a grantor has, the more tax effective it is. Meaning the more it's out of your reach, the better tax advantage as from a state planning perspective, that trust will be. That said, you know, there are provisions that you can put in that trust that give you sort of in a worst case scenario, maybe access to that trust. Um, but again, it's uh, definitely uh, an irrevocable decision in many, in, in many um, times you know, is not thought out of in the context of this is going to be around for 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 years. But with some of the run-ups and values of property in particular, you are looking at something that could be around for a very long period of time. You do the best you can for planning. You can't predict who your kids are going to be, uh, who, who they're going to marry, what your grandkids are going to look like. You just can't do it. So you do the best you can. Sure, sure. Um, and I think, you know, that doesn't, how, how you, for many people that still leaves them with a lot of questions, then that's why it's a challenging thing for, for people to decide to do. Yeah. That, that decision, when it's put on your lap and someone shows you it, it might look really exciting, but then when you start to scratch and dig a little deeper and see all the nuances attached to it, it takes um, some time and some very thoughtful, uh, appreciation for the decision. And again, involving both parties, the person in the business and the person out of the business, it's going to affect both of them. Um, and then now you're talking about what maybe the communication might look like to kids in the future. And everyone's always paranoid about, oh, I don't want to tell my kids about how much money's there. And you don't necessarily have to tell them the dollar value but what's important is to make sure they understand your personal values and those personal values are really driving the decision. If it's all an emphasis to mitigate or dodge taxes, 
I won't say that doesn't end well. It's just not the perfect starting and ending point. Sure, sure. I'm glad you you mentioned that. Um, you know, another thing that I think is kind of connected um, to to trusts is is life insurance. And you know, in my in my I just turned fifty, so in my working life, um, it seems like life insurance and the the how people perceive it and why they should have it has probably changed over the last 25 or so years. Um, you know, and, and during that time also things like, uh, term life insurance have become so cheap and, you know, in, in your years of having small kids and things like that, I know I owned a little term life insurance just as some protection that has, has now run out. But, uh, but things, you know, like long-term life insurance. And when I first got into the working world, having people trying to sell it to me around, you know, overfund it. And it can be a place where you'll have some value. And then, you know, that changes and the tax laws change and it can get really confusing. And uh just want you to walk through how you guys think about life insurance and how you would suggest um small businesses you know, that uh, whether they're a farm or a, a small contractor in, in our world, you know, how they should be thinking about it. Yeah, this is this is really, we could spend hours on this one. Um, so I'll just try to summarize. So first of all, we don't sell life insurance. Um, so we don't usually have a horse in the life insurance discussion. Um, we do, however, believe in it. And it fulfills an excellent purpose for most families. The issue that sometimes, you know, small business owners run into is the life insurance agent shows up with a life insurance policy with a strategy and saying this fulfills the problem. But again, going back to that last comment about the trust, if you start with the problem and you say, okay, here are our options for solutions of one of which is maybe a life insurance policy, that's usually the best way to get to that you know, end result of where a life insurance policy will work. Um, but there's a myriad of reasons you could use li- want life insurance. It could be, um, let's say you have four kids and two kids are inside the business and two kids are outside the business. A life insurance contract could be purchased to fund a benefit for the two kids outside the business. Um, all families struggle with what equal and fair is, fair and equal is fair got to be equal. Um, Life insurance can sometimes solve that item. Um, It also can solve the issue of liquidity in an estate. If there's an estate tax due, there's usually life insurance is often used to create liquidity so that in the event of death, um, there's some liquid asset, i.e. the life insurance that's coming into the estate so that the trustees now can use that asset and not have to sell farmland or sell a business. So there's really a lot of good, viable ways to use life insurance. I think life insurance gets a bad rap along the way. Um, and again, we don't sell it, but we totally believe in it for the solving um, the right problem. Um, so I wouldn't say you know, I wouldn't advise any of your listeners to shy away from it. Just make sure that um, it's put it, being put in place for the right reasons. 
Thank you, Mark, for all of your advice today and discussion on the Water Table podcast. For our listeners, if you'd like to hear the whole discussion with Mark, you can find it at watertable.ag/business. 